Welcome aboard hour number three. Wait a minute. Hour number three? That's right. This is our special 18th anniversary edition of the Internet Advisor. My name is Foster Brown. Gary Baker, Edward Dell, and Cal Carson in studio here. And we have an hour for you to ask your questions of us. The number is 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You start calling right now. We'll line you up and be ready to talk with you after Mike Brennan and the MI Tech News. Well, I want to thank you folks for uh, being with us for this very special 18th anniversary program. We've had a ball talking with all sorts of people who are very special guests, people who have made our program happen over these 18 years. And the man who helped me to get this all started 18 years ago was Gary <laughs> Baker, who's still here. That's right. It's hard to believe it. Although, I will tell you, it is so much fun to come here every Saturday it with is. you guys and uh, just just a great time, and, and I think we actually helped some people, which was our goal low those that many was, 18 years ago. And that, that's really how it all began, was I called Gary initially. He was my internet service provider with uh, BizServe. Online tech. Online tech, pardon yep. me, at that time. And uh, I had some questions about connecting. He helped me with that, and that began the process. And starting on um, Saturday mornings, and it's gone on to be this program, developed through many different kinds of yep. uh, changes, but we've... We've got something which is remarkable, which is two hours of show. That's right. Well, we went to, uh, you know, from half an hour up to uh, an hour to two to three to four at one point. That was too much, way too much for for us as well as our listeners, I'm yeah, sure. So but... two seemed to be right. And that's been about, what, 10, 11 years now. That yeah, we've been exactly. Two, two hours Matter of fact, we've got some folks lined up. We're going to be talking with them in just a minute. Pam from Portland, Michigan, and uh, Rib from Toledo. And uh, by the way, guys, a quick question for you before we bring in Mike. Uh, Mike is uh, waiting online. That's uh, Mike Brennan with MI Tech News. What is the fastest wireless carrier in the U.S.? Dun, 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 dun. The fastest wireless carrier? Yeah. Fastest wireless carrier in the U.S. So, dun, 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 to carrier dun, of dun, aircrafts dun, dun, or of... Uh, <laughs> Come on! If I was going to take a guess, and, 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 and I don't know. If I want to go by the hype, I'd say Verizon. Okay. Yeah, if and, I was to follow the hype. But I would think AT&T because they have their own development lab. I'm going to switch my answer to AT&T. AT&T? Uh, I'm going to go AT&T. AT&T. This is a report that just came out uh, last week on uh, CNET. Um, according to a company uh, that put... Own, compa- owned, owned by T-Mobile. Nope. Says T-Mobile's faster. What do you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that they're owned by T-Mobile, but they, they compare T and, uh, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, and Verizon. T-Mobile is the fastest. Oh, what do you know? Hmm. And <laughs> according to three of the measures, um, after that is Verizon. After that, then is Sprint, and AT&T is rock bottom at the bottom of the thing. Now, of course, you can challenge forever the people who did it and the program. The firm that did the testing was called Open Signal, and uh, you can look further for that information. But what's fascinating was that it was T-Mobile that was uh, decide- they decided was the fastest of them. I was surprised so, by that. So all 140 miles was faster, right? <laughs> eh? No, yeah. I think what it was it basically was that next door to the laboratory is a T-Mobile cell tower. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was. But it was interesting. From Open Signal is the name of the company. I'm trying to find out more information on it. Anyway, I can put this uh, up. A T-Mobile company. Yeah, but yeah. there's just, oh, we know how 
how do they measure the speed? You know, are they, you know, there's so many variables there. You know, the way I look at it is this. If you are getting the type of service you want from the carrier that you're paying for, if you're happy with it, great. If you're not happy with it, and switch to somebody else. And stop looking on the other side of the fence for that green grass, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. All right, guys, let's welcome to our program Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of MI Tech News. Mike, how you doing? Happy 18 there, Foster. I saw your picture on Facebook when you were 18, so uh, <laughs> I think it's appropriate, right? So. <laughs> long, long time ago, Mike. How are you doing? Doing just great, thanks. Uh, by the way, AT&T is uh, rolling out 5G service in Austin later this summer. They are certainly coming. As a matter of fact, in Michigan, they rolled out uh, fiber uh, further up the state than it had been before. That's right. On the west side of the state, up through Traverse City and some of the uh, Mount Pleasant and a few other places. So certainly in our state, they are uh, making headway. Uh, Mike, what are some of the headlines that we're going to look at this week? Pick one, pick one, anyone. Well, we, uh, more of the one you liked uh, was that Switch Communications, you know, that big pyramid tower over in, uh, in the Grand Rapids area, uh, they've already, they're moving full speed ahead. They hired a comp general contractor who's got a bunch of subcontractors working. Uh, they're going to have uh, six to 680,000 square feet that they're working on, and wow. uh, they haven't made an announcement yet. This came from our buddies at MI Biz over in Grand Rapids, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's Amazing how quickly everything's coming together on that. And that is uh, the company that uh, there had been a lot of controversy about because they demanded a lot from the state and a lot of other ones to uh, come into the state of Michigan. That's right. And finally, uh, the state opened it up to any uh, new and existing provider that would build that kind and, of and facility. And a so. person who made a big part of that was Jan, Jan Ness. Ness. <laughs> That's right. Well, because he was president of the association. Exactly. Yep. And uh, really wanted everybody to be able to uh, benefit from that kind of thing as well. What was the other, you know something, I have lost the two headlines that I gave you, the other two, so tell me what the other two headlines were we're going to look at. Well, the proposed budget that uh, Governor right. Snyder put out, uh, the uh, folks for skilled trades training, he's mm -hmm. increased the funding for them by an additional $10 million. Uh, of course, the legislature still has to approve it. Mm -hmm. A lot of that money, though, goes towards uh, helping people learn how to budget and uh, manage their finances, strangely <laughs> enough. I guess I can't do that very well myself, uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. To, any, any increases in areas like that is a fine thing, right? Absolutely. And I know one of the last things I saw there was a headline. It was kind of fun, folks. This is a, some samples of the variety of things you get at MI Tech News when you go to mitechnews.com and you subscribe for absolutely nothing. You get a great deal of these headlines about uh, technology and entrepreneurship in the state of Michigan and across the country on Fridays, and then also on Wednesdays a ton of video and audio as well. One of the things I saw that Amanda Lewan had there appropriate for this weekend were five Michigan-made products to help you celebrate Valentine's Day. Yep, you can get bonbons, you can get uh, really cool cookies, you can get sexy negligee, you can mm -hmm. get vodka, you can get Traverse City cherry wines, all comes from Michigan, make one heck of a Valentine's Day, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. so. If you could remember it, if you had a whole lot of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> or those cherry wines, a little on the sweet side for my taste. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but the uh, the lingerie, uh, the, the city of Detroit has one, and the name of the shop is Busted. So we won't go into that any further, uh, but that's the lingerie shop. So, but uh, you can find all that at MI Tech News, or you can go to where I got it from originally, mishipreneur.com. 
Amanda is being one of the diva tech talk ladies. That's right. So, folks, that's what's happening. Mike gathers news from all sorts of different sources. If you're interested in technology and entrepreneurship, puts it all in one place for you and delivers it to you in a big package with a bow on it on Fridays, all for nothing. And simply go to mitechnews.com, and when you get there, put your email address in and send it off to Mike, and then that'll be yours on Fridays. Those headlines, plus many, many more, um, especially if you're interested in entrepreneurship, Lots of great resources that are available there, as well as information about technology and what's going on in our fair state of Michigan. Mike, have yourself a great Valentine's Day weekend, and keep yourself warm, okay? All right, well, let's keep going another 18 years, guys. All right, Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Take care, Mike. All right, that's Mr. Mike Brennan, the editor of MI Tech News. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with Pam from Portland, Michigan, and you, if you give us a call at 800-859-0957. We're here to answer your questions for the next hour on The Internet Advisor. Okay, it's time for you to have a voice here on The Internet Advisor. And uh, we celebrate our 18th anniversary today. This is where it all began, really, was somebody answering questions that I had about um, the Internet. That was Mr. Gary Baker, who was my co-host here way back when. He was my ISP director. And so we have made it a purpose to answer your questions as well. And that's why the second hour of our program, generally speaking, is the one that we open up for you at 800-859-0957. You're just driving by, 800-859-0957. Let's go to Pam from Portland, Michigan. Thank you for your patience. And how may we help you? Well... Uh, four or five days ago, the machine, our PC, we have a HP laptop. Um, we couldn't connect to the internet, mm-hmm. and it was really slow when we did get on. And we didn't. There was a storm that night, so we didn't think too much of it. But over the following days, it just kept getting worse, and it was so slow. And I. I went to your malware bites mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on uh, Internet Advisor, yep. and I did download that yesterday. Okay, and it came up with your program version is outdated. Um, your database version is outdated, and I didn't know whether to. Click on update those, but I did update the database version, and that was a red dot that now turned to green. Okay. And should I also update the program version? Yeah, because what that usually means is that the program was installed at a prior time. So that program was already on your computer at one point in the past, and you you, you downloaded an updated version, and, and it's asking for permission to update the program and the database as well so that it could do a, 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 th- a thorough scan of your computer. And, and it probably won't scan your computer until you update both. And I did run the scan, and I had 326 uh, things that were suspicious that were deleted. Mm-hmm. And my worst problem right now is... I. The printer doesn't seem to be getting the message from the computer to print. I can, in an email, I can highlight some text and it will let me print that. But when I go into Word or Excel or anything, it won't let me print out of those. And I tried to install my printer 
it because it came up with some choices and I chose my printer but now it gets I get a message that says it failed installation. Yeah. You might have more than one printer to find on your computer. Mm-hmm. Um more of the uh, more than one printer, the same printer, or even different generations, maybe the, your your previous printers. So, because right. applications remember what was your default printer, like my, especially Microsoft products, they'll remember that if you if you haven't opened up Microsoft Word in six months and you installed a new printer and then you try to print something, it's going to remember the printer you had six months ago. Right. So one I of the got things. That. Oh, you got that. Okay. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure I know how to fix it. Well, one of the things I've done, and it sounds like you've tried, is just go in and remove all your printers, definitions that you have mm, in your computer. Yeah, right. And then, and it sounds like you've, what you've done, though, is you've already reinstalled your printer and uh, from scratch. So is, is your printer wireless or wired? It's wireless. It is wireless. And, and, and that itself can cause some complications. Because um, then you have to go through the the installation media that'll actually configure your printer and and to tell it how to connect to your home wireless network. Have you? Uh, and did you say you went through that process again? Uh, no, just I don't know. At what one point uh, when I asked it to print, it a screen came up that says choose your printer, and it said it wasn't installed, and it's asked me if I wanted to install it, and I said yes, but now it's telling me that it was a failure. It didn't install. Right, so it's identified it. So what version of Windows are you running? Are you running Windows... Seven. Windows 7. So if you go into your start button and then devices and printers... Uh-huh. Um, you'll, you, we probably want to remove all your printers that are in there and then reinstall it, assuming you have your installation media that came with your original printer. And I would attempt to install your printer again from scratch. Um, oh, okay. You know, but remove all, your, all the printer definitions in there because those are obviously... Um, um, Windows is getting confused and the applications are getting confused on what the printer is. And, and when you're in the application, it's, it's then asking you, do you wish to uh, set up this printer? And, and, and that itself is causing complications. Um, so you, what you want to do is try to get it as close to as an out-of-box experience for the printer when you first got it. Um, but just out of curiosity, though, because you're having networking issues or problems getting on the Internet, two things. Did malware bytes seem to correct your Internet speed issues? Uh, the speed is better, but it's still slow. Right. So, slower than it was. And so viruses that are, if you still had viruses or malicious software on your computer, or if your computer wasn't working wirelessly properly, you would still have difficulties not only getting on the internet, but also communicating to your wireless printer. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so, Cal, do you have any suggestions that she might want to do? So, uh, have you got antivirus software on your computer as well? So, you want to uh, make sure I that... Got security essentials. Yep, security essentials. Oh, Microsoft that's security essentials. That's yep. good. That's, that's good. perfect. Very good. Yeah. And, and do a scan with that. And have you checked... And she's right. Run malware bytes again, and and then if it asks you to if if the program needs to be updated, 
and the database, select yes to both, and then do a complete scan. Can Again. I step in for just a second? Sure. Because yeah. I, I, am yeah. I right that sometimes it's worth running a, a malware, uh, for instance, a virus check, a couple of times? Oh, yeah. Because it will continue. Oh. In other words, it's not a magic wand that'll do it boom once. Sometimes you run it once, twice, three times, and it picks up more of the stuff as it goes through. Am I right? Uh-oh. Or sometimes the, the the problem is like an onion, you're just peeling the layers off by running uh-huh. it multiple times. Yeah, because what happens is, is that... And, and and this is what I've discovered, and thank you for bringing that up, Foster, is sometimes you've removed the software, but the but the malicious virus or Trojan that's on there has reinstalled itself. Ah. Okay? So you run the scan again, and you're going, well, I don't have 300 items. I only have five. But then, and then you run it again, but they're the same five. So what that wow. means is either Malwarebytes is unable to remove it, or they, they're reinstalling itself. Mm. So then, then now you got to... Almost, either you got to use Combo Fix, or download another right. piece of software, right. and try that, or take. you might have to take it to a professional. One of the things that I said when I was on Channel 7 the, this past week uh, was I suggested using two. That is, use Malwarebytes, and then use Combo Fix with it, because that double header we have found probably is the best combination. Yeah, sometimes you need a cocktail, right? Right, exactly. Combo Fix? Combo Fix. You'll find that at the same place that you found the Malwarebytes. On our on, site. On our site. Yep. Right, yep. the combo fix can be a little bit. Um, um, it's a little intimidating because it's it is more a on the technical side. Yes, but if you pay attention and do what it says and follow yep. its and warnings, take the defaults and the warnings. You'll be okay. Yeah. Yep. It'll it'll help you with that. Okay. So when I delete all the printers and then reinstall mine, I, do I have to go to HP to find my printer? Well, have you got your original CD that shipped with your computer or DVD that shipped with your computer? Well, I'm not asking you oh. for to look for it now, but, but w- one thing you could do is you can use the original CD or DVD that came with your computer. You mean we came with the printer? Oh, I'm sorry, that came with the printer. Thank you, Cal. Or no you can go to HP's website and then go to their support website Locate your printer, and then you can download their, um, their their installation software for your exact printer, and then run through it that way. Okay, oh, okay Pam. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I hope we've helped you out with that. By the way, if you have further questions, the thing you can do is go to internetadvisor.net and hit the Contact Us button there. And you can ask us further questions or go to the bottom of our webpage, and there's this comment section. You can do it in there as well. All right, back in just a moment, we'll be talking with... Somebody from Toledo, and to you. Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor, and this is your hour. Now, I'm going to give you a fair warning. Uh, we've got about 25 minutes left to take your questions in here. And what typically happens is people have been kind of hemming and hawing in the background, and then they all pile on towards the end of the program. Get your calls in as quick as you can through 800 859-0957 and we will get to you as quick as we possibly can. Let's go to somebody from Toledo. R.I.V. How you doing? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing? What can we do for you? I am visually impaired. I'm operating on a Hewlett-Packard machine. Okay. And uh, what I'm having a problem with is one of those uh, public use uh, programs, Adobe Flash Player. Yes. Uh, I keep getting a uh, message to uh, update. Uh, I've updated my drivers I don't know how many times. Yeah. After I go through it, it says, uh, the driver you are trying to, uh, or version that I'm trying to update to, is lower than the version I have installed. (laughs) Do I want to replace that which is installed? Of course not. I've got Flash Player 20.0, something like that. Yeah. 
Uh, but at any rate, uh, I uh, I like to uh, bring up documentaries and scientific stuff on the computer. And uh, when I bring up a video, uh, which is almost essential on these things, mm -hmm. uh, it uh, comes out looking like a bunch of still photographs, uh, one after the other, to uh, put the story together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a couple of problems there, but Cal, go ahead. Well, the first thing we want to start with is this. When you get the prompt to update your Flash player, where are you getting that from? The website that you're going to see the video at? No, I'm getting it uh, just from uh, my home page. Okay, so the first thing I would do is I would go directly to adobe.com. And at adobe.com, down on the lower right-hand side, if I'm not mistaken, there's an area that says Downloads. And when you click down there, I would select the Adobe Flash Player, and I would download the Flash Player from that site. That's going to give you the latest Flash Player that's out. Exactly. That's how I wound up with the Adobe Flash Player 20.0. Okay. If you've got the latest Flash Player on your machine, and if you go to a site and they say you need to download that Flash Player, then I would ignore that yeah. because... Either A, that site has something wrong with it, or B, uh, it's just not going to work on your machine. Yeah. Right. I, would be, I would be suspicious of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying that way. I mean, it's yeah. not uncommon that a, a site had been compromised. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and they're not aware of it. Especially with Flash. Guys, what are the alternatives to Flash so that he can watch his videos? We would all like to know that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, it was written, if it was written for Flash, he's stuck. Yeah. There's, there's no way to get around it because there's no converters that so I Microsoft know of. Media Player won't do it. No, I mean it, it's really dependent on the website. So if you go ah. to a website and they determine that you are a PC, they're going to try to use the Adobe Flash, uh, Flash Player. But if you go there on a tablet or a Mac, they're going to use a different yeah. um, a video delivery system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, does that sound they about may, right? They may use Shockwave instead of Flash Player on a Mac. Yeah. So right. I've I've tried to go to a. Uh, Put everything over to a real player cloud. It's a real and, player. Um, okay. I'm getting about the same thing, or else it does not want to play at all. Well, I, I, well, oh. I haven't heard real player in a long time. Yeah. Is that even around anymore? Yeah, I guess yeah, apparently. It, apparently it is. <laughs> wow. Well, the only other thing I might want to suggest to you is you may want to just send an email to the uh, webmaster at the, at the site that you're trying to, to get this from that's telling you that you need flash player and you've got the current version and and tell them that you have the current version on there maybe they need to update the site what about what so, about a different web browser interface ah that's good point well that's not going to make any difference no. the video well, itself is, it, it is may flash. if he's using internet explorer so if he's using google he chrome right it. now yeah he if he try tried it. internet explorer 11 you know that might what, what so are you, what i would what i would do mm -hmm. is is delete flash player and or, let and ah. reinstall Oh really? Oh, okay. Flash yeah. Player and reinstall. I've done yeah, that just, a half a dozen times. So you uninstalled it and then right. powered powered it down. Right. Power your computer back up. That seems to uh, cure things for maybe two weeks. And then, well, it, so you you really want to power because of Flash and the way it connects into yeah. a lot of the sites. Right. You want to you want to uninstall. You want to power your machine down. You want to power it up. You want to power it back down again. Power back up and then reinstall it. You know, right, because Adobe Flash updates, it will update every two weeks. I just thought about uh, oh, something yeah. too. Hang what on. you might want to do, since you said you put the latest version of Flash on your machine that you got from the Adobe website in your browser, which one are you using? Internet Explorer? 
Uh, I don't know what the heck it is. It <laughs> says tab search. Okay, oh. so that's probably, it sounds like you're using Google. Uh, uh, so something what, like that, but I'm about to go back to Internet Explorer. Well, mm. before you go back to it, whatever browser you, you're using, go into the settings and find out if there's a spot where you can clear out the cache ah, in that browser. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, and then after you, And after you clear the cache, close the browser up, open the browser back up, and then try and see if it'll work yeah. because it may be holding remnants of the. Uh, yep. The plug-in in the browser from the previous version, and by doing that, that'll make the new one reinstall. Okay. Okay. And you okay, want to? Okay. Yeah, that sounds uh, very, uh, very acceptable. All right. And listen, try that, and then please let us know how you've done with it. Okay, what the result is, because we'd like to be able to feed back to other people what the results are of those things, and you can do that through our contact button on the homepage or through the comment at the bottom of the webpage. Okay. Try that out. We'd, we'd be very interested in what you have to see. Okay. 800-859-0957. My warning again, <laughs> avoid the rush at the end of the program and get a call in right now. 800-859-0957. Sean from Romulus, how may we help you here on the Internet Advisor? Yes, I'm wondering. I have a HP laptop I'm using, and I'm wondering, whenever I open up uh, my Internet Explorer, my homepage is Drudge Report, and when it comes up, after about 15 seconds, it starts inter- uh, loading new uh, Internet Explorer tabs, which doesn't address anything. And uh, and it, I went to, uh, I picked a different tab one time and went to another website, and then when I went back to the Drudge Report, it had like a 100 of these uh, tabs opened up, lined, lined oh. up. And is that a virus, or what do I do? It certainly sounds like it is. And Mm -hmm. what I would do is go into Internet Explorer, if that's what you're using, and and you have the ability of going into the um, settings and restore it back to manufacturer or or, or reset settings. So you go into Tools, Options, Advanced, and uh, Restore Advanced Settings, and you also have the ability to reset. And then you also, on the Security or the General tab, you have the ability to delete your temporary internet files because it does sound like you have a virus or mm-hmm. a plugin that was what was installed. Yeah. Um, well, Security was, Essentials grab that. Microsoft Security Essentials will get some of the viruses, but especially if it's tied up in the browser, the browser is where you may have the uh, the, the issue. The issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah the it's, thi- only, it's only on the Drudge Report. Oh, mine. the Drudge Report, really? It's only on that one. I go to other sites. And it doesn't do a thing. But what, what, it's normal. what's making me suspicious about this guy is, is well, that might be. A, you, you think it's a democratic browser? Is that? What you're <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, could, it might be. <laughs> I think it could be a lot of ads. It could, it could be a piece of uh, ad uh, uh, that they're trying to pop up on you, and and your browser basically is is opening tons of windows to try to to open up those pop ups. You know, and, and maybe they, it's corrupt. Try an alternate browser. Mike, try Mike, using Google Chrome or Firefox and go to the drive. That's right. So uh, try an alternate browser and see if it happens there. But my, my concern, anytime somebody says, when I go to my homepage or when I open up my computer, this happens, that's typically where the hijacks occur, Yeah, is when they grab your homepage. And they try to give you all sorts of other stuff rather than what you wanted, which was the Drudge Report. So I would say right. change change browsers and see if it still happens. Other than that, um, then I would say... Download Malwarebytes and scan your computer for malicious software. Download it and scan and let it update itself and, and run a scan. And, and, and it works very well with Microsoft Security Essentials. And, and just for your information and for other people who are listening, we often suggest using Microsoft Security Essentials, especially if you're using... Uh, uh, Microsoft uh, Windows 7 uh, or Windows 8, but Windows 7 in particular, because it wasn't native to that, but it was built for it. 
and it's really lightweight and it does a very good job. After that, it was built into Windows 10, uh, pardon, Windows 8, 8.1, and then Windows 10 now, Windows Defender is built all the way into the system, so you don't have to worry about bringing it in. It's from Microsoft, it's lightweight, it's excellent, it updates, etc. It's like using OEM parts. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got I got a lot of car problems at home. I gotta, I'm going to be out in the cold tonight. <laughs> oh, me three. Okay, does that help you, Sean? Yes, thank you. All right, thank you for giving us a call. Um, you know, Gary, perhaps maybe it might be a good idea to conserve those tabs on the Drudge Report. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Cute. You guys Very have been watching cute. too many debates. <laughs> Way too many debates. Or using more hair products than you should. <laughs> In any case, our number here again is 800-859-0957. We will be back for your calls as we continue and wrap things up here at our 18th anniversary edition of the Internet Advisor. 800-859-0957. I would like to thank Mike Stett and my granddaughter, Logan Stantifer, who's been our producer for the program today. Thank you, folks. Folks behind the glass to make the program work. And we do have a few more minutes here for your question at 800-859-0957. Before we get there, we have just found out from one of our listeners that there has been a problem with the contact button on our um, on our webpage right now that we're going to get fixed uh, very quickly. Uh, I can't do it right now during the program. So what I would suggest is if you have a question for us or a comment, uh, you simply go to uh, send an email to advisors at internetadvisor.net. Advisors at internetadvisor.net. Matter of fact, that will get to all of us. We'll all get to see it that way. And so, in the meantime, we'll work on correcting that problem. So, Foster, I have a question for all of you guys. Okay. Have you uh, filed your taxes yet? I'm about to. Are you? That's good. Yep. Because I'm, anybody else here? Not, not I yet, file I mine every October. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, serious. So, I, I file the extension. I never file until October. So uh, one of the best ways to not get um, your refund, um, you know, ha- well, there's been a number of articles that have talked about, oh, people are trying to steal your tax refund. Mm-hmm. And really what happens is you're, um, information's re- already been stolen from one of these breaches. Yeah. Um, if they have your social security number, your name, your address, and a couple other bits of information, uh, like a birth date or whatever, um, what they do is they'll sell that, you know, in the deep web. Mm-hmm. Somebody will buy it and they'll file your taxes for you, so, so you don't have to. <laughs> oh, the problem dear. is that their t- your tax refund then goes into their bank account. So file and, early if you want to get your bank account. So I'll tell you what. If you file before somebody else files for you, you don't have a problem. Yeah. No, and I, that's really one of the best ways. You are Otherwise, such a wizard. My God, how did you figure that out? So, okay. well, you know, lots of people have been talking about, <laughs> yeah, oh, been, they're stealing yeah. tax refunds. Well, they're not stealing your tax refund. They've already got your information. Yeah. They're just filing your taxes for you. Yeah. And and the best that, way to protect is to file them first. I gotta say, guys, I'm using TurboTax, and it's worth the thirty-five, forty bucks yep, for it. It I is it is incredible. I for years I used to you know push it to somebody else. I would hire somebody to do it for me and spend over a hundred dollars. This is ridiculously simple, and I guess just answer questions, right? It's a few questions, and it very careful. I'm just really impressed. Well, and then really I noticed impressed. this year that Intuit has added an additional layer to prove yourself, and they're asking they're requiring you to submit your driver's license number. 
Oh, really? As an additional piece of security. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't come out by mind when I bought it. That's interesting. Well, well then you got, then, you know, the, and then the other thing is that if you do happen to fall victim to what Gary was just talking about, the IRS will work with you to uh, get that resolved. It will take a little bit of time to fix. And then what they'll do for you is they will give you a PIN number so that when you do file, yeah. it won't. You, you have to have that PIN number for that return to even go through. Right. right. Right, which is excellent. So, but the, but your point is, Gary, if you file early, you can avoid some of this problem as it is. And if some, if you find that somebody's going after it, that what, they haven't necessarily stolen anything. They've already got the information. That's so, the point. So if they file before you, you get the notice that says, "Sorry, we already gave you a refund." Oh. If you file before some hacker does, they get right, the notice. They get the notice, <laughs> but you have already got your money. Oh, so make sure you it. do a half Chicago file early, but don't file often. <laughs> <laughs> half of Chicago, right? Hey, by the way, we have an old friend of ours on the line here, Mister Paul Senior, who is calling us from down on the Gulf Coast. Paul, how are you doing? Terrific. Happy anniversary to you. Happy <laughs> anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, Internet Advisor in a cast of thousands. <laughs> Happy anniversary to you. Boy, you can tell retirement's treating him good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and a couple well, of pina coladas. Uh, no, cans of beer. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, when I did this back up in Michigan, all the legal stuff is now behind me. And uh, I, so I, I can do it again without people calling in and complaining locally. Yeah, the statute of limitations has <laughs> run out. Right. They're not okay. going to extradite you from Houston. Uh, <laughs> Paul, by the way, used to be in Harbor Beach, which is very c- 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 cold right now, up on the shores of Lake <laughs> Huron. Uh, minus 25, wind chill this afternoon. Ooh, ouch, ouch, and the temperature now where you're at? I love it here. Uh, my next-door neighbor's cutting the lawn in shorts and a T-shirt. And uh, I love that. and you I like love. you like watching her work. Okay, and so the temperature <laughs> the temperature is somewhere near what seventy five. Oh God, let's see. He knows. Uh, oh my! When did I start listening to you guys? It was uh, in the early nineties. That was close. Oh, wow, that yeah. was close to us. But anyway, you're enjoying yourself down there in retirement in Houston. On uh, the, yeah. uh, I catch you guys on online. I love um, it. You were talking earlier about dial-up. My aunt is living up in Forestville, and she was on 28.8 dial-up up until two years ago. Wow. People are still on dial-up. We've had listeners, as a matter of fact, who yeah. have gotten in touch with us, who are still on dial-up. Uh, yep. yep. Well, that's Michigan Broadband Authority. It's you know, it's it's there. It's slow, but it's getting there. <laughs> they're doing their very best to spread the good news. Hey, Paul, thank you for that rendition of Happy Anniversary. <laughs> We're so so thankful for people like you who have listened to us over these years. God bless you, brother. Bless you guys too. Take care. Take care Take of yourself. Care, All right. We have a call from Claude, who is in Detroit. Claude, how we can we help you here on the Internet Advisor? Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. I got a Mac. About six months old, and sometimes I use a Chrome, Google Chrome for the browser. Yep. But anyway, I get a lot of pop-up ads on it, like when I go to certain sites like Macy's or any kind of shopping site. But I hit the block. The box that said block all pop-up windows, but I still get a lot of pop-up ads. You still get them. Are you using any kind of an insert, uh, for instance, like ad blocker or one of those? What's happening is you're listening to your radio at the same time that we're on, oh, and there's a delay. Sure. So if you could just turn that down, it'll, it won't disturb you. It won't uh, confuse you as much. So, Claude, um, when you are using the, your browser, whether it's Chrome or whatever, are you using any kind of extension or uh, an insert that uses to block, block commercials or ads? Yes. 
Okay. So you have something, what, like ad blocker? Yes. Okay. And what you're saying is that it's not working all the time? Is that the issue? Yes. Okay. Uh, any thoughts, guys? Well, I think one of the things that I would do, I, I, and I'd have to look here at Chrome, but in Safari, I would go into Safari Preferences, and then uh, there's a spot in there that says Clearing History will remove all related cookies and other website uh. data. And if you go in there and do a clear on that, that should remove any cookies that have been placed out there from places like Macy's and those sort of places, and that may reduce those things popping up on you. Okay, I tried that, and uh, it doesn't seem to uh, doesn't seem to work. Hey, you, by, you the way, you, okay, by the way, is it okay to use Google Chrome with the Mac? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, all, all that's day all, long. Yeah, that's all I use. Now, have you gone through your Google Chrome in uh, um, inserts and see that you can account for all of the extensions to yeah, make yeah. sure that uh, uh, something hasn't been added that you don't want, like Coupon Hunter or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, because uh, I mean, on the PC environment, a lot of times we get add-ons that have been placed there maliciously and unknowingly, and mm-hmm. and I really don't want to cut coupons, and I, <laughs> I really don't want those pop-ups. Yeah. So there are extensions that you can. That's the nice thing about it is you can go through. Uh, if you go to Chrome and you go all the way to the right-hand side, you got the hamburger menu, the three slashes. Click on right. that. And then you can go into that, and you can get uh, under settings, I think it is, is yes. where you will find that. You can check and see what extensions are running, or go to More Tools, and you can find either the extensions, or you can also clear browsing data. And if you clear browsing data, you should then get rid of those cookies that Ed was talking about. Right. And what about antivirus software for the Mac? Well, I, 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 Clam XV would be the best thing to download. Exactly. It's free, and you can run that against it to see if that can clear up any uh, occurrences of viruses. Yep, that's about it. Oh. We've run out of okay. time, Quad, so I'm... Thank I'm, you. Thank you very much for giving us a call. And thanks to the rest of you who have been around here for this three-hour marathon of the Internet Advisor, our 18th anniversary. Thank you to Gary and, and Ed and to Cal. And if you want to hear all three hours of it or parts that you missed... Simply go to internetadvisor.net on Sunday night, and I'll post it all in our podcast. Thanks so much for being with us. And by the way, you can subscribe to that in iTunes by going and looking for Internet Advisor-Podcast Feed. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.